Hello and happy new year and welcome to the Pink Bike Podcast. My name is Henry and this week I'm joined by Sarah, Dario and Mike to, well, talk about all things mountain biking. Before we get into, well, there's kind of so much to go on. Sarah, we've just come off the festive period. Normally Pink Bike pretty much shuts down over the festive period and there is just tumbleweeds. This year it's been live and kicking. Is this in any way related to you coming back from work and actually, you know, keeping us lazy boys in check? (laughs) I don't know. I think it's always, (laughs) there's always these uh, parting ways uh, articles during the holidays that we keep an eye out for. So um, I think that's, I don't know if I can take credit for all these teams (laughs) dropping their riders, but uh, (laughs) that's usually what I It's actually just part of a ploy to drum up some views all these all these rider separations and team ending it's all part of the big exactly, media machine yeah eh? there'd be nothing going on if we weren't <laughs> we're, if it weren't for all the riders you know and teams separating so thanks guys <laughs> has has there been a conscious effort in the news team not to use the phrase part ways because the comment section does get into that a bit well yeah so then we're using off now and then i saw somebody put uh they ranked our our title 2.5 out of 10 and i was like yeah mm. fair enough we could be all... <laughs> but it's I mean, it's hard there's so many of them <laughs> that's why we do a roundup now because it's you can only say parts ways or off or you know separates or without you know getting mm. a consciously bit uncoupled <laughs> Uncou- <laughs> they left oh, but i think conscious I think uncoupling is going to be the way forward yeah, you don't know if it's like often those posts are really vague, so you don't want to say something wrong, right? So you don't know if it's the brand that is making the decision or if it's the rider that's making the decision a lot of the time. So I'd say that's why often we try to be more vague so that we're not wrong, right? That I w- makes sense? I'd like it to go like <laughs> full, like sort of 90s, like metal language, like severed, you know, like. Tordo and Canyon sever ties, like you know, like like ridiculous questions, like you know, like go full clickbait, be like blood on their hands? Mm-hmm. Question mark. Such and such dropped. <laughs> we could go TMZ with it too and make it like salacious. Be like, yeah, Greg Bernard cheated okay. on Santa Cruz bikes with someone else, and therefore, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, d- we need to doing the dirty. Who did such as did the dirty? Question mark. <laughs> Maybe this is an April well, Fool's roundup of team rumors or something. <laughs> Dario. Hi, Henry. You, I saw that I saw that you put some rather heinous numbers in thanks to Strava year in year, year in year. You do like 850,000 feet of climbing. That's a heck of a lot. It was a chunk. I had a good year. I think good working, for you, man. Uh, working in a mountain bike uh, publication means I get to ride a lot, which is nice. So yeah, I almost got nine hundred thousand feet of climbing, like some number of miles. It was good, and only six hundred thousand on an e-bike and two hundred thousand on a <laughs> gondola. Impressive, no, I, very impressive. I, yeah, not a lot of <laughs> e-bike. Probably more this next year if all goes according to plan. But we'll see. Um, yeah, it just turns out I really like riding my bike. Um, I didn't really have any specific goals, so. I probably want this here either. Obviously not. Otherwise, you would have gone to a million because it's so close to eight hundred fifty thousand. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Just two hundred thousand. Yeah. Quick, as someone that once tried and put a lot of effort towards doing a million, I'm kind of a bit offended you did it nearly accidentally. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, thanks, Dario, man. That was like I live by a spreadsheet. 
<laughs> I think I think honestly, if I'd put it to a spreadsheet, it would have been the the death of getting even close. I think the uh, the flexibility of it was useful. Mm. I'm like, well, and the gondolas and the gondolas. See, I I turn <laughs> off Strava for the uplift. <laughs> yeah, but it jumps up though, no. No, no, it, oh, okay. it, it, uh, it, it, yeah, it like, gentleman's it, rules. if you turn it off and then turn it back on, it doesn't jump. Mm, it does if you use like a Garmin or something. Oh, that's it. Nice. Yeah. And you, you, of course, when the groin mounted Wahoo. Yeah, exactly. No, I just use <laughs> the, the phone now. I, <laughs> yeah, it's easier, less things to charge. Cause I already have you to know, charge like half of my bike. You know how in like boxes or briefs, whatever, they have a little pouch in the front. That's actually yeah, for walking. <laughs> you just slot it straight in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get as irradiated as possible. Yeah. Um, Kaz, we've been having one hell of a cycling winter in the PNW. Um, skiing hasn't been quite what it's hoped. I've done a bit though, and I've got some questions that, I mean, actually, Dario, you might be best to answer this. I'm not why the do, best to answer a skiing question. Why do adults put <laughs> little bunny ears and cat ears on their helmets is it anything mm. a bit you know yeah i don't think it's like a furry thing i think is it it's not a furry I, thing the authority has spoken thank you Derek. i mean i'm not the authority <laughs> on furry no. i want to separate myself you know whatever you know do what you what you do i'm not going to yuck anyone's yum but like I doubt it's a furry thing just because I feel like usually you see someone in a fursuit, they're doing like the full nine yards. Like they got mm. head to tail uh, accoutrement. But I think the little ears are just, you know. It's a bit of fun. The little cute thing. Yeah, people think it's cute. Like, there, yeah, there was a time where it used to be really long jester caps. Oh, yeah. Like picture like a pointy, oh, yeah. but they were like six feet long and like they just kept getting longer every year. And that was the thing. So people would come to the ski area and you could just like spot the tourist by seeing what their hat, like kind of. But there's a lot of good, not good, but there's a lot of gatekeeping and skiing. And like, there's indicators of people that are tourists and ones that are like, you know, hardcore. So jester hats, little funny ears, like really snow blades. There's lots of signs. I was say, isn't, isn't it super nice though, the thought of in all the coolness of skiing that someone's just going up with their family and they thought it was funny to put cat ears on the dad. Do you know what I mean? In some ways, that's just really <laughs> <Yeah>. nice. <laughs> it, though, I mean, you should do whatever you yeah. want. It's, you're wearing a costume yeah. anyways. You're paying a gazillion dollars to ride a contraption up a mountain and it's a whole big thing so yeah you can wear whatever you want but um but don't go too close then henry okay noted i don't want to i don't want to skip one of their tails yeah i i don't own like very specialized ski gear i kind of just wear whatever i've got and it's devolved to the point of wearing like if not a pair of jeans like some work pants and you know like a carhartt jacket on some days if it's not raining and i think people assume that i'm a good skier because i'm wearing such inappropriate yeah. clothing mm. and i think that's actually the the life hack is you you dress so poorly for skiing people think that you know what you're doing and then you get off the lift and they realize you actually have no clue what you're doing yeah. but maybe that's what the cat ears are for as you kind of uh defer attention yeah people defer, will be like yeah, nice <laughs> nice there you go <laughs> very nice <laughs> So what we're going to be talking about today is, I mean, it's definitely the time of year. We're going to be looking back at some of our predictions past very briefly, which is actually a suggestion by one of our regular commenters, Mountain Goat, to kind of see how well we did. Now, Kaz, because there were 75,000 predictions articles this year, I assumed that we did at least four dozen every single year. 
but had to go back a little bit further but then that just improves our chances of being right is that correct maybe, yeah because you know yeah with, with enough time everything kind of comes true maybe so that could it <laughs> seems like a good strategy <laughs> yeah, if anything we had two years to become correct yeah exactly it gives it more yeah time to brew well with that in mind so kaz you're kind of in the dock dario and sarah i'll come to you to reflect on kaz's predictions before we actually um let the man himself speak and in 2021, you predicted more mullets and fewer 27.5-inch bikes, updated Shimano Saint Group, you'd be so lucky, and a new Trek <laughs> session. The and final declining one, DH bike sales. And declining DH bike sales, which feels like a, a nicer sort of double-edged sword for Trek. Throw all their money at the session and then no one buy it. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Sarah, how have you felt the kind of wheel size well, what's been your own journey with the wheel size um sort of i guess originally more kind of xy and trail you could probably welcome to 29 inch with open arms what size do you ride now how do you feel about the mullet thing do you have any curiosity to go back to a full 27.5 yeah i remember i started riding bikes on a 26 inch hardtail um and then i Sounds remember i was really excited i had well actually then my next bikes were like 26 inch full suspension bikes and then i got a 29er and my coach was like, yeah, if you have a 29er, you don't need a full suspension bike because a 29er is pretty much the same thing as a full suspension bike, right? So <laughs> then I rode this hardtail for a year and yeah, uh, it was a lot harder to be a good technical rider on that bike. Um, but eventually I've, I've ridden in the past, more recently, I guess I've been riding a 29er full suspension bike, but this year. I'm going with this trend. I'm getting a mullet bike. So <laughs> that's going to be my What's main. On list? Uh, that's on my list. That's my main. My main daily rider is going to be a mullet. So I guess Kaz's prediction has come true here. And when, just to go back when you were kind of, you know, racing regularly, really into XC, what was the kind of, you know, because I think that sometimes there's the kind of the chat and the gossip that goes around the circus of that particular racing scene. What was the chat of these 29ers coming about? Was everyone clamoring to get on them? Was there a bit of hesitance? Because I think the industry was quite happy to adopt. But what was the, you know, races can often be quite conservative. Ooh, I can't remember. Uh, I guess it, at that time, I feel like my local shop probably had a really big influence on what mm. I was thinking was cool. So I wasn't probably on pink bike knowing what was actually <gasps> cool. So <laughs> what was Christ. cool in Shame. small town Quebec <laughs> in, uh, I don't remember, 2010 or something, <laughs> um, was that these 29ers were supposed to give you a lighter bike, basically, because you didn't need full suspension. And they were going to magically give you as much suspension as you had on your 100 millimeter cross country bike. And I just remember I had a lot of trouble with the the seat post would always like end up making my saddle go up at the front and it was just mm. it was not it was not my favorite bike that 20 i had a 29er super fly or something sorry Jack. it was a long time ago well there's also i think nino Scherter when he won that first world cup on 650b and it was as if i mean huge fanfare it was as if for a moment everyone suspended the thought that he was just the best bike rider on the day <laughs> you know Right. Oh yeah, my I god. Oh, that's another picture. Yeah. I can't remember. There was like definitely what was the like the the 650B was I feel like 
a little bit harder of an introduction than the 29er. Like I feel like people got really mm. excited in cross country about the 29er and then not so much about the 60. Yeah. Cause why would you go I smaller? Remember. You already went bigger and then back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they were like, there's, yeah, Nino Scherter is the reason he's winning, not that bicycle. Well, the whole thing was supposed to be like the best of both worlds, right? Yeah. yeah. Or the worst of both worlds. <laughs> Dario, what, you know, as we are now, you're kind of a taller rider. Do you think if you could have any bike any which way, it would be full 29? I know this is a kind of a, mm. a tried and tested conversation, but for me, it's kind of filtering about the place. What's what's right for you? And would you ever, again, go full 27 for something a bit kooky and fun like that Yeti you had? Yeah, I liked so yeah, I mean this year, like looking at Kaz's prediction as it's shaken out now, uh, it seems as though the mullet bike has like fully come into swing. And I'd say like I had like a fifty fifty split this year on mixed wheel and full twenty nine bikes, and then I had one full twenty seven five bike, um, which was at SB one thirty five. That was really fun. Um, sweet for riding like more maybe like low speed, high fun trails for lack of a better term. But I don't think I would go out of my way to make that my only bike, but I enjoyed riding it and kept it as long as I could. Um, currently I'm on a mullet bike as my like personal thing. I like it for steep trails and dare I ask what it is. Uh, I have that frameworks, the trail bike. Um, of course. Yeah. Which, you know, part of the reason it's, got a smaller rear wheel is just like you can fit more suspension in a tighter package basically and i think mm-hmm. that's partially why you see like say with like santa cruz bikes like they can fit you know for lack of a better term better suspension into a frame with a smaller rear wheel um that said like i have a pretty similar geometry test bike right now that starling mega murmur that rides really well and that's full 29 um mm. but it's interesting i think the fitting more suspension is really interesting because going to a downhill bike i'm in i don't understand how people can ride ride full 29s i i just mm. can't get out but on, on a trail bike i love it is it like ass clearance for you or, or? ass clearance i'm in yeah okay. in terms of easy criticisms i don't want to go on too much about low-hanging fruit because it might be overly overly referential but dude i'm just getting buzzed the whole time it's very That's very fair. very painful yeah. <laughs> and you guys all ride large frames too or like extra large yeah. like larger xl yeah that's poor medium and those poor small riders oh maybe. i know <laughs> i actually can't believe like i have some friends who are like yeah like five four on full 29ers and it's crazy that that works yeah. but especially the racers with their white for- pants i know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you finish the round you're like oh <laughs> why did you wear white yeah. pants <laughs> Kaz, will we be seeing any 27.5 bikes this year, do you think? Like kind of not just from the small manufacturers. I mean, even Yeti, I think that 27.5 is sort of niche somewhat. Do you think we'll ever see yeah. any like big hitters go in for a big production bike in 27.5 throughout? I'd say no. Like, I'll, I'd, yeah, I'd be, I'd be doubtful that you'd see a full 27.5 bike come out this year from a big manufacturer just be, mm. unless it's like a size small or x small like which that makes sense you know you can do it based yeah. on your you know for the rider height but i think um even just for ease of ordering a fork and a wheel and stuff you could just have all the same stuff across your whole line there and then yeah i think the mullet mixed wheel thing is definitely kind of come in to make sense for the longer travel bikes and downhill bikes and even trail yeah. bikes too i think the adaptive adjustability is nice like it's cool when you can have a bike to mess around um 
I think for the shorter travel bikes, we'll definitely still see full 29 just because it's like we're talking about suspension and packaging and even handling um, kind of makes sense to me. And what do you think of the, speaking of adjustability, swap, you know, swapping up parts, where do you think that we are in terms of boost, super boost? Do you think one's kind of winning the fight at the moment? It feels like with that 55 mil chain line. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say boost is one. I would, there's still mm. super boost, but those all, for some reason, I've mentioned this before, but they're all related to Dave Weagle design, suspension designs for the most part. Mm. Um, seems like there's yeah. something in there, but, um, but yeah, most, even, even pivot, which is kind of historically been all super boost. Their XC bike is boost. And, oh, is it? Oh, cool. Yeah. I, I love it. I mean, that, those GT and the, the transition downhill bikes are even boost as well. Mm-hmm. so yeah it just makes sense one you wheel you can just across. swap wheels yeah yeah totally you could have a heavy set of wheels and a light set of wheels because same for your body mm-hmm. you know same rotor size probably on like an enduro bike trail bike and just yeah. seems great yeah and um, i don't think stiffness or anything is an issue these days as far as you know, it's not like you're on a bike like oh if this had super boost it'd be so much stiffer or clearance <laughs> or everything seems to have been sorted out so you know mm. the fewer this or yeah fewer standards is better to me so i'd like to see everything just stick with boost we're good so. yeah and where are we on Shimano Saint? I mean, every year <laughs> we know it's coming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we haven't what even seen up? the like prototype derailleur that you mentioned in that predictions article anymore. Yeah. Like, I asked didn't... a Shimano sponsored athlete off record how that was. And they weren't <clears throat> surprised <clears throat> that it hadn't made <clears throat> the produc- ah. production. <laughs> yeah. They said, whew. She's she's got some she's got some wrinkles in there to iron out for sure. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's I, been so. I mean, they're, maybe they're just gonna go for the record of the longest running Grupo ever. Dude, I mean, there's nothing I have really Saint wrong with it. Brakes on a test bike right now, and they're still so good. Like, it, they got, took a little bit more faff to get set up right, but I have no qualms. I've got Ben Cathro's old Shimano Saint brakes, which I'm pretty sure were from 2013 on my downhill bike. Like, honestly, these things are like. They are, they're like haggard and they're still so good. Yeah. They're still so, so good. Um, and they do sadly, wander less than the other ones. Yeah. I mean, you Notice. can't fit them with the rattly pads, which to Shimano fanboy is the, the soundtrack we live our lives by. But <laughs> apart from that, they're absolutely great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wait, no, you can. I have, I have the rattly pads in mine. Oh, do you? Maybe that's a hack. Yeah. Oh shit. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's really confused. annoying. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, just have... that Starling has Saints with uh, with Radley pads. Mm. That's yeah. true, actually. Yeah. <laughs> the mastic, I take it back. The mastic hack works pretty good. Uh, I, yeah, I, mm. I popped it on there. Yeah, but yeah. So that's a lot of things that has or have not happened in the bike industry. Um, Radley pads is something that. Do you guys like it? I can't remember. Have you have you brought that up, Kaz? I don't think you've mentioned it. And how do you feel about a wandering bike point? If you could clarify your thoughts yeah. on that, because <laughs> yeah, the internet's screaming out for it. Yeah, a bunch of new new conversation <laughs> topics right off the bat. I, think, yeah. I am convinced that you guys are breaking wrong. We've talked about this before because you guys break hard and like really hard over short distances. This is why you get the wandering bike point. When you drop right. into a tech trail, <laughs> go to 50% application and stay there the whole time. That's Only do, yeah. one bike break to... <laughs> But then they move out. Like I can feel it moving as I'm dragging brakes. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's talk about the things we don't want or things we hope the bike industry moves away from in, um, in 2024. Sarah, you had, you know, I'm sure, I know you were still kind of, you know, I'm sure you're still kind of checking in on what was going on mountain biking a bit, et cetera, et cetera. But let's face it, you had more important things over this last year. 
Is there anything that you've come back that you're just like, oh, you guys are still banging this drum. Give it up. <laughs> Is there anything you'd like to see move away from? Any trends in the industry or maybe even the way that we think about or kind of just treat mountain biking in general? Hmm. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. I feel like internal cable routing is the thing that I just <laughs> think of that we keep <laughs> keep talking mm. about again and again and again. Uh, How do you feel? I mean, you're probably the nicest person in the world. Can we get you to say thanks. something nasty about cable routing? This will be the ultimate damning. If if Sarah Moore calls it shit, then whew, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a pretty damning indictment. Uh, well... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She will never say the word shit, but maybe you can use like a strong, be like, it's annoying. I don't even know what what word to use, but (laughs) it's difficult. (laughs) There you go. It's not for everyone. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Do you know, we're obviously lucky to ride all these super amazing bikes. Um, They come with this internal cable routing. Kaz, have you heard any rumorings of people dropping it in the industry? Have yeah, you had people sure. moving away from it? Yeah, yeah, Transition did with their new repeater e-bike. It doesn't have it anymore. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of one of the first ones we complained about when it came out with it. Um, so I think it. I'd like to, I'm going to stay cautiously optimistic that it's going away. Like I think yeah, you'll still I, see it on e-bikes, but and then obviously road bikes, maybe some XC things, but I think it's not going to be like the, because a lot of these companies were kind of making it seem like it was going to be the next big thing. Everything was going this way. I don't think that's going to happen. I think there's been enough yeah. pullback. Um, you know, just I feel so sorry for Transition. That Spire, do you realize how much shit I gave it for not having for that having an external brake cable? They were just trying to do what they were like, you know. Then they put them all internal through the headset, and then everyone's <laughs> like, "Oh, you've done it wrong!" And they're like, "Please, yeah, <laughs> like, help us." Yeah, so I think we'll see it kind of go away. It is funny how there's some companies that have both. Like Orbea has some of their bikes have it, some don't. It's almost like depending on how yeah. the model year is lined up and stuff. So um, I've seen yeah, some plumbing stuff that has like the option. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, but that's fine because then it gives you a one five head tube, which allows yeah. you to run like an angle set or something like but that. But the one five is pointless though. It needs to be a one seven to one five so we can actually run reach adjust. Like, I agree. yeah, but reach adjust is silly, kind of too. Yeah, is but, it silly? You know, it's cool. Yeah, I think, I, I I think so. it like you can get up to ten mil on a yeah. on a on the one Henry's talking about, and yeah, that's but yeah, you're, I mean, you're all right. Game. Yeah, it does. If you just go the full one, like you're talking about, it might as well. It's only mm. that much. May as well. But, yeah, mm-hmm. and then you, um, then you can learn the true meaning of excitement of hitting a compression and your headset cup spinning in different ways. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just the, the clunk of it all, just like oh no, all the stuff you jammed in there. But here, yeah. So I hope it's kind of going away. To at least it's not going to be trendy this year. I think it'll it'll exist because some companies have this stuff locked in ahead of time. But I'm yeah. hoping. I'm yeah. I don't think it's going to be the next big thing. I hope. Dario, what would you like to see? um move move, us move away from mountain biking do you think is there anything that comes to Um, mind i feel like budget bikes kind of suffered a bit this year like we didn't see a ton of we saw a few like exciting low-priced bikes come out but not like a swath of them i think a lot of companies Mm. were focused on releasing stuff with transmission because that was like the hot new thing and kind of catering towards like the higher end of the market maybe in response to like the buying pressure that came with covid that's my best guess is like because everything was all messed up they they kind of had to, to buy us towards expensive and low volume things but, but think about all the buy one get one free sales i mean for a value I shopper mean, this all, year all one of them <laughs> that exist are pretty <laughs> compelling yeah i think yeah bogo sales aside i think we'll probably see more cool 
budget bikes this year. Um, you know, I don't know when necessarily, but I'm hopeful. Uh, we're going to do another value bike field test, and I think that'll be a fun way to highlight some of those. And we've seen, um, you know, this Q's thing coming from Shimano. Mm-hmm. Do you think that, and it's definitely aimed more at the entry level. Yeah. But do you think that even entry-level full suspension bikes, people would rather go for, say, a 12-speed thing that at least they probably feel sits in line with the higher-end group sets or an 11-speed system, which has greater ease of upgrading to something like Link Glide XT at some point? What would your guess be? I would go for the latter, personally. Um, Have you even yeah, the Link Glide as well, hey? Yep. Yeah, I spent what, a while what you on think? the Link. I liked it a lot. I mean, I prefer it to their 12-speed stuff. Um, I have the 12-speed XT drivetrain on a bike right now and wish it was the Link Glide. Oh, do you really? Simple. Yeah. It's just, for me, like, I just want to ride as often as possible, and I feel like I spend more time fussing with the 12-speed than I do with the 11-speed. Oh, that's interesting. And that's it. Yeah. I um, I wish, you know, when I did that Link Glide review, I wish I'd gone more into the ergonomics of the lever because I've actually spent more time on hyperglide plus 12 speed and mm-hmm. actually the lever the lever is a bit nicer um but i think yeah. the link glide is it is it is great because you're a big fan of the gx 11 speed am i right yeah what i mean do you prefer gx 11 or link glide, link glide? i prefer yeah mm-hmm. um i mean it's it's got like a better clutch that lasts it, it does not last <laughs> <Serviceable>. <laughs> it, like you could you couldn't even finish the word last you would just mono needs to work on their, their clutch yeah stuff I i'm think. tired of drive it, trains i'm gonna start getting on the gearbox thing since we talk about link glide like so much i don't even it, it comes about, up a lot i'm gonna start riding yeah. single okay. speed i think single speeds are back is my prediction i do We're have a single speed, speed right now <laughs> yeah and we finally have a second option for xd uh driver single speed things that's exciting that's my big news in the drivetrain world is wheels we manufacturing go. released a, a a different xd mount single speed thing oh so, perfect that's yeah you- i'm stoked have you ever thought of changing? Dario, why don't you become Pink Bike single speed correspondent? Single speed and steel correspondent. Dario. And then we'd like, like, like crash the Pink Bike in. knee replacement correspondent. Yeah. 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 He won't accidentally you... get a million feet that way, that's for sure. No. Absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, I used to have a single speed here and it didn't last long. Like, nope. It sucks in Bellingham. It, yeah. You can ride like half of the trails that we typically ride yeah. on a single speed. I mean, you can I, walk. Something something really weird happened on the day that levy left there was like this freaky friday moment and as soon as he signed out of slack for the last time i just started saying really stupid things like that's a bit too much travel or those brakes are too good or <laughs> these tires aren't grippy enough and i've built this common cell tempo i, I bought this frame very excited doing this like completely alloy xe bike i've under forked oh, cool. it i put on the worst tires i can find and i'm like 180 is just too big where are the 160 rotors and i don't know where it's coming from i'm like possessed yeah i need to be like exercise he cursed you like i'm riding like the slippiest trails around cat lake uh-huh. and i'm disappointed that i'm slowing down in time for turns i'm like mm. i could have jackknife that no problem you know? <laughs> watch out you mean a gravel bike before you know it yeah honestly <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cat Lake Trails well. is like not the number one place most people go riding either. Too. Yeah, I know. I'm just it's it's, it's new you. Like I said, I've been possessed. Yeah, guys, um, what are you hoping we'll move away from as an industry? As a maybe how we the media how it works, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Is there anything particular? Uh-huh whining like whining i don't know just like the overall like (laughs) negativity that happens i know we're all negative sometimes and pest and we have kind of our things but like 
it's just mountain biking and it's really fun and it doesn't really matter mm. what bike you're on. And like, I think that message gets kind of lost over like the, the people just obsessing over it, one click of this and this and that, like, yeah. and obviously like that's kind of our job. So it's, I would say we get part of the blame, but also like <laughs> when you're out in the real world and just riding your bike, that's the best thing. Like it doesn't, all this other stuff is just noise. And if you get on your bike and it works, then just enjoy. And bikes are really, really good now. So even the cheap ones, like, I don't know, I just want people to be yeah. stoked about mountain biking as a sport and less about it, just a way for nerds to be mad about things. I don't know. Yeah. I will say like coming out of our end of the year prediction stuff, the amount of negative uh vitriol we've received is yeah. like exhausting <laughs> i mean it's but it's a toy like we're playing with really yeah, just cool toys well, not that big a, of a deal that's a really good point because you know spikes are so good right now and often we're choosing between very good or slightly better bikes mm-hmm. um you know so when we do bike of the year for instance i mean everything on the shortlist is amazing lots of bikes that didn't get to the shortlist are essentially amazing you know, mm-hmm. they, yeah. they are so good. Um, something I did see one comment though, that I thought was quite interesting. So this is, and this is me being, this is an open conversation. I'm not saying one way or another. Do you think when we do our bike of the year things, we should in some ways have like a handicap system, like almost like in golf where smaller companies do get kind of almost a bit of a head start because it, you know, the reason Trek has won bike of the year two years in a row is because they have a shit ton of money to spend on developing these bikes but you know people said that we were biased because they'd rather see us biased against these huge brands if you see what i mean are we there to name the best bike full stop or the best bike with consideration what what do you feel guys i mean i think the whole thing is subjective obviously like when you're picking bike of the year there's never going to be everybody no one's ever going to be happy but i think we i like to think that we go into it as the bike that is going to make the most people happy if they own it. You know, it's kind of like yeah. a bike sort of for the people. Obviously, a big squishy enduro bike like we chose this year is not for everybody, but I think the people that get it will be happy. Um, I don't like the idea of a handicap. Just, I mean, I, my, you could also argue the fact that like a small company doesn't have the restrictions that a big company has and should be able to make right. possibly more groundbreaking or wilder things because they don't have the constraints of tons and tons of oversight with that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Anything, any of those bikes on the list, most of the bikes we review in the year are all sweet. And if you own one, enjoy it and ride it. And that's it. But I think that like kind of going to the slash is why it won this year. I think some people, we made the whole video about it, but it does, it's kind of a good example of where that category of bike is at right now. And so I think that's mm-hmm. kind of what we also yeah. try to do. Like you could use the word zeitgeist, which is just a funny word that gets used too much, but it's kind of like, this is what enduro bikes, some of them are looking like. And do you think that having that spacer uh on the lower idler was an unforgivable sin that should have <laughs> dissuaded us from no but yeah. genuinely because it made such a big i mean the shitstorm was very big the teacup was very small yeah. you know i would blame lewis buchanan for this it's his fault if he had yeah, he, he loved thing, it, hey. you know like but whatever i don't know like we've all ridden the bike we all enjoyed the bike it was you and um matt and dario's top pick from the enduro field yeah. test. Mm-hmm. I think it's like a third it was a great bike and like yeah it's our bike of the year but that doesn't mean all the other bikes are invalid and that your bike is horrible. Correct. There's obviously other kinds of bikes. It's like a whole, such a whole thing. So, I mean, it's more of like a end of the year retrospective, all those awards and kind of a good way to look back at the work we did and reviewing them. So yeah, like I stand by it, but it's also, I don't think that yeah, the level of the hate this year was, it's also easy to hate a big company. Like, like oh, like all specialized yeah. and SRAM and they're all suck because they're big companies, they're evil, yeah, whatever. You know, it's, that's kind of how, 
it's not how i don't know how to oh, was that was that in quotation marks because i was getting on board i was like yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, just, like, yeah like obviously i want more competition and things but at the moment yeah. like, some of these big companies are making good things so it's it wouldn't we wouldn't be doing our job or just like you're too big you can't include you also just and like also, we don't i mean just you know opinion we one other yeah. things you know we do we do because as bike nerds that we are it's very exciting to get in stuff in the smaller brand, but you yeah. also got to give credit when big brands do things very well. Exactly. Uh, you yeah. Can, yeah. You can look back at like the past decade and there are broad swaths of time where Trek and Specialized and SRAM are making like pretty bad stuff. And, you know, they've, everyone has, you know, dips and successes. And I think it's worth celebrating the successes when they come. You're like, yeah, this is a very good thing. And yeah, I mean, I think to the, to the like, uh, biasing, the bike of the year thing it's like you know they do have these giant r&d budgets but you can have someone with like a project bike a little garage setup make something that's better for you for your purposes like personally like i prefer riding the frameworks just because it appeals to my tastes but i don't i would not recommend it over the slash to everybody it's just like to my liking you know I, Speaking of R and D, yeah. did you guys hear about the rolling road that Trek have in, in mm-hmm. their HQ? Where yeah. they've scanned a section of the Arden Forest and they printed it on a treadmill so then they can ride their road bikes and be like, Oh, this is on the on the Arden simulator or whatever. Right. This is the most comfortable bike. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure frameworks have something similar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because we glued a bunch of rocks to a treadmill yeah. in the basement. Yeah, we should do that. I wonder if we can we might need to do some experimentation. There's a bike shop in Portland. Uh uh River City Bikes has like a mountain bike simulation zone where it's like a, a bumpy <laughs> bumpy 20 foot section that you can ride a bike over to like test ride mountain bikes indoors it's sick i mean you know you got to do what you got to do i think it's a good way to like give a customer at least like the slightest sense of something but i always find it really funny maybe we should ask radek who likes who's basically the guy that started pink bike who's kind of doing just basically riding motorbikes now he should make a pink bike simulator be like do you want to feel the most like the most centralized piece of the mountain bike industry then log on to here and it's people just sending you weird messages coming up on your screen <laughs> like <laughs> something completely off topic something mean talking talking yeah. about track sessions on a down country article <laughs> then use down country and everyone thinks you're an idiot yeah. um sarah you were just saying that you were getting a new bike coming may i ask what it is and did you take our reviews very 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 seriously and get angry about them create a second account like a burner account and send me all those horrible messages that i got was that you what i'm trying to ask yeah ask. sorry henry i, I know uh, <laughs> it's not good for uh, good for your mental health to send you messages but i have actually four uh, separate accounts here just you know just, to on your toes <laughs> that's how sarah gets at all of her, her negative yeah. energy just she like, harasses yeah. henry with burner <laughs> everybody thinks i'm so nice but i just get it all out with my four different burner are you the person that tp'd and- my house <laughs> yeah yeah i know where do you live again yeah i should, I should have tp your whole complex <laughs> not sure exactly what unit you're in so i'm just gonna tp the whole whole area <laughs> spend two days at it um i'm getting uh, an ibis hd6 which you guys did Ooh, uh review pretty yes. favorably yeah. so uh yep. maybe Good that uh, I think like is it. part of it yeah hopefully mm-hmm. i like it yeah it's um, a very it's a it's a very good bike. It's a very good looking bike as well. Hey, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I got the green, green one. There's also a purple cool. one, but I'm getting a green one. It's a little under, more understated than the bright purple one. Yeah. You know, important, but important considerations. It just goes to show how good a how much work a straight top tube can do. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. got this yet to be released bike with a straight top tube. Honestly, it's going to be the talk of the town. Just like, how did you? What kind of crazy design? <laughs> what twisted genius came up with this idea of a straight metal pole? Oh my god! <laughs> it was like an upgrade shit. It's an upgrade pack for like your cat design. Yeah, people didn't have the straight top tube. <laughs> and they paid the extra money. And they're like, oh, we got it now. <laughs> Yeah, I put together the comments of the year, like the best comments of the year from 2023, I guess. And there was one of them. It said uh, it was on the Vastec Valley, and it said they really went out of their way to make it look not like a session. So people have an idea. Like, I think there was at least two of the top 25 that were about like what the bike looks like. I think there is another one. Yeah, mm-hmm. It matters. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the aesthetics just... are very important. They are important. I mean, it's funny because a bike, a bike is like a make-believe thing anyway. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't have to look any certain way. It could look like anything, but we're so yeah. rigid in it. Like that stem, but I, we you know we spoke about enough now. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into it. But obviously, very different looks, and it was jarring. Even though there's, I didn't, I didn't wasn't born with an idea of what an enduro bike looked like. Right. But then I'm just like this, this some someone's crossed the line, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> too far. Like it was sacred, you know. Okay, that was the other one. The the pull omni. It said a face omni a mother could love. So just throwing in some Very comment nice. gold. Yeah, the only, you know, <laughs> only a mother could love. <laughs> so as we move forward now, and we think about this new year, I want to talk about some new year's resolutions that would be good for a mountain biker to have. If you see what I mean, they might be things you're doing yourself this year. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't, but just some things that you think would be really good. So for me, I want to enter at least one downhill race. Mm. I Ooh. should explain. I can have I'm back. really, really, really <laughs> elitist. No, no, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> like, if it's not racing, it doesn't count. No, I think it's going to be a great way to explore some BC, some of BC. Mm. And I am so bad for just being so happy to live within five, five miles of, of my home. My, the office is close. The trails are close. I never leave. And I was thinking, if I booked some of the BC Cups, I'd be forced to go and explore these venues. And mm-hmm. are you doing psychosis? Last. Psychosis has your name on it. Dude, it's coming it. back psychosis. this year. Yeah, you need yeah. to do it. <laughs> I, I probably won't do. So. I'd like to just do some. I don't know. The problem is, and I'm not <laughs> looking at you, Cario, uh, Cario, as I'm going to call you, Dario and and Mike. I'm not talking about you specifically, but I basically am. People are really competitive. Kaz, I know you're very competitive, and that I'm puts not me off racing. Henry. Are you not? Are you not competitive, no. Dario? I'm not. I'm not competitive you... in the downhill world. Like I don't do downhill oh, okay. races because everyone's faster than me in downhill. Is that why you're not competitive? That's a bit I'm, weak. Yeah. <laughs> Competition <laughs> makes me too nervous. I'm not competitive. I just yeah. don't do the things that I'm not going to win at. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> no, I, I am slight. I can be uh, riled up to be competitive. I'd say yes. Mm. I saw you in that extra small, tighty lycra for bc bike race i heard you were like you know trying to get other people food poisoning encourage them to eat like raw seafood <laughs> and stuff i wore no like the that. rumor that mike was doping for no, that i think i got I fat. yeah <laughs> I should, yeah no but yeah i didn't wear lycra but everybody else was so it was funny because i wore the shortest shorts mm. i could find and then lining up everybody nice. else had lycra and heart rate monitors and stuff yeah, were they short shorts that you happen to have, or did you buy them? Were they cycling specific? No, they just like nice they're, like, they're like down country shorts. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was great. 
Jesus. I know. Jesus. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of competitive sometimes. Dario, I, th- I, I had you down as a competitive person, but you're I not. I don't think so. I, what about Daniel? I don't, well, yeah. I mean, I did that, but I was also like terrified for the week beforehand <laughs> to the point of just like not sleeping. No. I just don't nerves because you're competitive. You want to do because you know. I don't know. I, I'd rather just like have fun in the woods, alone or with friends. Either way, but even like our like Wednesday night race series makes me nervous. I think mm. you know yeah. nerves are good. That's like part of the rush of racing, I suppose. But I don't know. I like I know that a lot of people are better at riding bikes than me. I don't need that confirmed <laughs> too frequently. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I think, yeah, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a racer because I don't like it that much, but it's enough, like, it's a challenge to get over those nerves and, like, see how it shakes out. But yeah, I wouldn't want yeah, to. Yeah, like, if I see Mike that. ride a skinny and I'm like, ah, oh, I could probably ride that skinny, I just don't do it sometimes because I don't need to. Oh, you know, I don't it. feel like I'm going to stick it to him and I'm going to do it. I'm like, ah. <laughs> I don't want to break my ankle. And I'll <laughs> but if you and Mike <laughs> you were guys... doing the BC Cup downhill race and Henry was also doing it and there was a skinny and that was the fastest way down the hill, then I would, uh, try. I would be more inclined oh. to do that skinny for sure if it was the fastest yeah. way down the hill. If they put skinny in downhill races, I'm in. That would be so <laughs> crazy. Can we, we need to start like a video series or podcast where, you know, Dario and Kaz, you goes off into the woods and you it's called skinny dipping and you ride skinnies <laughs> and jump in water. <laughs> And you just reflect on it. Wow, that was a great skinny. Wow, that I'm was in. some nice work. I'm so into yeah, it. Yeah, I'll do this for the rest of the year. Can we, I won't do any other work except skinny dipping. Next, <laughs> next time we're we're like in Whistler for a week, we could absolutely do a series on this where we yeah. like go find the oh, most yeah. obscure skinnies we can in the yeah. Whistler zone. And the nicest Go skinny dipping in the lakes. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Great. This is going to be great. <laughs> Please. Yes. Start skinny dipping as a series. We only really have like two so skinnies in Bellingham. There's really not that many here. Yeah. But we can we'll go on a hunt. Yeah. Yep. I'm Bunch in. north. Nelson had a lot of skinnies when I was there. So we go yeah. maybe do a little field trip. <laughs> skinny yeah, skinny dipping in Nelson. This might be your best idea yet. <laughs> well, well, my best idea yet, my genuinely, I think the best thing that, one of the things I, I really regret not having the opportunity to do was um, I wanted to go alien hunting with Levy. Mm. And <laughs> where basically we sleep all day and we ride all night through the desert mm-hmm. just to just look at the sky on gravel bikes and podcast every day and um i mean if he's if he ever wants to go alien hunting i doubt yeah. he listens to these let's face it but <laughs> he's got far better things to do but i would love to go alien hunting with levy i think it'd be so sick because be i'm open-minded but cynical he's open-minded believing but also cynical about but he'd be he'd be cynical about my cynicism you know what i mean right. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. yeah um <laughs> Sarah, what do you think a good New Year's resolution for a mountain biker could be? And dare I say, do you have any of your own? I haven't written any down, although I do like making resolutions. So I might still get around to it, you know, before the first week of the year is over. Um, I'd say the most important thing for a resolution is not to make it like not to do too much all at once, I guess, is is what I, I think a lot of people do. Is it's like, okay, I'm going to start strength training and then you do a really intense one hour workout and you can't walk for the rest of the week. And so there your resolution's done right (laughs) before you even started. (laughs) Or you're like, I'm going to cook healthier meals and, you know, you got to start with like maybe once a week or like start small and and be consistent with it versus like trying to be like, I'm going to become a gourmet chef in a week or something. Um, so how or, do I feel like, like you eye like, contact you... with me through the webcam? 
<laughs> I just I, well, there I are other people that, like, here, but I feel like they're talking to me. You're saying you've got some weird Levy vibes. Like this is what he would do. He would just like be like, right. I'm gonna go on to Zwift and I'm gonna do three hours every single day for the whole year. And you're like, no, that's a terrible resolution. Like, let's make it bite sized. Like let's do ten minutes of this thing every day that we're trying to get good at. Or or like you know if you're trying to learn a new skill, like one of my resolutions one year was to you know try and learn how to wheelie and it was, I got a lot better the year I did that. Maybe I should, you know, bring back that, that resolution and just do like a little bit every day is way more important than being like, I did two hours of wheeling on the weekend and I got really frustrated because I just kept doing the same thing over and over and over again. I once saw this video. Um, this kind of, I don't know if he was necessarily like first and foremost mountain biker, but he was like a sort of one of those people on YouTube that just explores interesting concepts. And he was saying that so much like the neurological mapping and stuff to learn new balance you know things about balance or how to move your body actually occurred when you sleep and mm-hmm. so he was like yeah, how little time can i learn to wheelie by doing as little as possible and like literally doing like five minutes a day but every day and he picked it up actually quite quick because he was like mm-hmm. never he was just letting his body learn you know when, and then like while he said, slept he had someone manipulate his body to <laughs> yeah. wheelie he's sleeping he actually hours a day <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, that's, that's a really good point sarah i think um i think it is because the thing is a new year's resolution is the clues in the name is going to take you a year but the temptation is always to try and have a a quick fix right a great january yeah mm. a great january <laughs> I think yeah shit <laughs> the other part of it is like you want to have a resolution that's great but how do you break it down so that it becomes a habit because i think right mm. You can have a resolution, but if you don't make it automatic and make it easy, there's a really great book that I read recently. It's uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear. And so if you're serious about create like checking off something on your New Year's resolution list, I would recommend reading this book. Um, The Coles Note is like basically make the thing something that you want to do, something that it's easy to do and that you don't have to think too much about whether I'm going to go and do that thing or not. Um, just because mm. otherwise, you know, it's like, I, I think often there's just too many choices and it's easier just to play on your phone instead of doing the thing that you, you know, you want to get, you want to read a book every, every day or something. But if it's not a habit or if you want to go riding every day, but you don't, you know, leave the house right at 12 o'clock, that's the habit that my watch beeps at 12 o'clock and I get out of the house and go for a ride. And it's a lot harder to, to just do that thing every day. So if you want your resolutions to stick, make it a habit. And make it be consistent. Make it small. Don't be, don't bite off more than you can chew right away. Mm. Kaz, how about yourself? Apart from skinny dipping, both literally and in a podcast <laughs> sense, what what you got on the books? Yeah, I think both. Yeah, it seems like a good resolution. <laughs> uh, I don't have any like crazy resolutions. I don't really necessarily like the whole resolution thing. I mean, it's good. Well, to have what goals, would be a good but, one for? Do you think um, your sort of average for people? Like? I think. One thing that I'd like more people to do is to ride their bikes to the trailhead when they can, mm-hmm. like, and even just embracing bikes as a mm-hmm. mode of transportation rather than just a toy that you put on your expensive vehicle and drive to the trailhead. I've said this a bunch, but it does, even especially here in, in Bellingham, the trailhead, no matter where you live in town, you're probably not more than like four to five miles away from it, which for some people, I get it. You got time constraints and stuff, but I wouldn't mind seeing more people take the effort to ride their bikes to the trailhead because I just think it's- I think- just useful like you've got a cool bike yeah. you can just ride it and it gives you warm up and it's, it's better yeah, i used to think about that in squamish because i used to live downtown and you have like six kilometers along the valley floor which is flat mm-hmm. and i used to like 
I never drove to Diamond Head in the year I was living downtown. Like I only, only ever pedaled. Mm-hmm. But I used to think about like that six kilometers is actually like the best warm up, and not yeah. to demand something too intense in my body. And my body would hurt less when I was yeah. Once I actually got to the climb. But then you still go uphill for three kilometers after you do your six kilometers of flat. Then by the time I get to the trailhead, I have to turn around and go home. <laughs> you must have a lot of time to ride. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Obviously, there's limits. But sometimes, like, you'd be surprised if you if you're using like Google Maps or whatever and you put in if it has like the bike route versus the car route. Lots of times it takes like biking yeah, takes true. the same amount of time as driving. But you, in your head, you're like, oh, it's quicker if I drive. But then you actually like. I, also I will say I, like, I moved to a new place in town. The, like recently and was meeting some buddies to to work on a trail yesterday and i was like oh, i'll just pedal there it'll be easy because i'm still figuring out like how to get around town from my new spot and like 45 minutes later i was still pedaling to the trailhead <laughs> and my friend called me and he was like yeah. where the hell are you and he just came and picked me up in his van and that was at that point like i, I probably should have driven but i will be pedaling there today again so nice <laughs> yeah there are limitations that's but a yeah, nice idea it's a nice like mm-hmm. just right yeah um dario yeah. what would either your personal one be if you have one or a suggestion that could be really nice to kind of tick off the only new year's resolution i've made in the past few years was i think two or three years ago i as a joke made the resolution to listen to the song fly by sugar ray every single day for the entire year <laughs> <laughs> no, no. i made it i made it Did 260 days before i was like genuinely concerned about my mental health <laughs> so, that's insane that is actually insane if i listened to that more than twice in a week oh I it's, it was horrible no. i mean it was like a more of a challenge uh, it was not worth it it was so it was really bad. dumb but i guess that kind of paints the picture of that's my torture. my uh new year's resolution <laughs> uh habits i i don't tend to make them but I think a good one is like try to ride as much as possible. Like my go-to is just like try to ride every day. Obviously that's not feasible for everyone, but you know, I think this year I rode like 352 days or something. And like, wow, like, (laughs) you know, yeah, I missed, I missed 13 (laughs) days, but uh, like, you know, that's, I I love to ride every day. I, I have, you know, I've set up my life so I can do that. And, I think that's a pretty good We are, we are so lucky okay. though, right? Like, yeah. you know, remember, you know, different parts of the world. It could be a couple of hour drive to the nearest, like not even sanctioned yeah. trails, like the nearest anything. Anything. Right? Yeah, and we are for sure. immeasurably lucky. Um, yeah. But all bike riding is good. Like Kaz said, you know, like just being outside, letting that scenery roll past you, whether it's on a town bike, a road bike, a mountain bike. Yeah. Are, you know, we're so lucky. Like, like you said, these things are just toys, right? Yeah. And I actually also, you know, I wrote my 10 things that I loved about 2023 and I might, I might have not done the legwork or the heavy lifting, but also I might, I might have done enough, but basically I was comparing working at Pink Bike to the ice cream tasting factory. Like we just test ice cream. It is the best job in the world. To the, the many people that reached out to ask me where this BC hotspot for ice cream is it's not a real place I'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) people like we're planning our BC trip where is this ice cream factory like no it doesn't exist it's mythical ice cream factory (laughs) yeah hey ho -ho. I will say on the like riding all the time thing it's not like I'm going on like a huge epic mountain bike ride every day like I'm lucky enough to live near trails but 
Like sometimes I'll just like go to the like college in town and like ride down stair sets and try to do dumb things on like concrete stuff. You ride to your weekly ferry meeting, right? That's what you said. Yeah, that's that's a good stop that. that. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, guys, thank you very much for all your input. Thank you, everyone, to listening to another Pink Bike podcast. Before we wind down, do we have any songs to suggest for our music corners that won't leave us descending into insanity like your New Year's resolution? Like Fly by Sugar Ray. Mine is not <laughs> Fly by Sugar Ray. My my anti-recommendation is the song Fly by Sugar Ray. My actual recommendation is the song Sugar Town by Shit Kid. Good. Sweet Sweetness is a tone. That's nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shit Kid. There was this guy in my hometown who would... I mean, I, I was a teenager. I didn't really think about it too much but his self-esteem must have been pretty low because his name was shitbag and he would introduce himself as shitbag oh. wow uh, like he was a few years older mm. than me and i was there like your name is shitbag he was like that's me how oh, sad God. is that <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i hope he's okay i just remember there's a guy yeah the, well, the town i used to live in there's a guy that we called shitty <laughs> that was his name like big like oh. muscly guy and i don't even know how he got his maybe his name oh because his name his name was i can't say his last it name it was but, similar I had a friend yeah, whose nickname was Dirt. It was similar, but still. Dirt. Yeah. Dirt, Dirt is like that. kind of yeah. soulful in a way. Mm. So different than shitbag. <laughs> shitbag is not so yeah. soulful. Um, Sarah, do you have a music corner? I know I've kind of sprung this I upon you. Anything you'd like to suggest? I don't listen suggest? to a lot of music. I'm like these oh, that could be your New Year's <laughs> resolution, Sarah. Yeah, right? I'm going to have to listen to both these songs that you guys are recommending. Uh, yeah, I, I could listen to more music. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> But also, you reckon, what was the name of that book you mentioned earlier on? That's a really nice recommendation. Oh, yeah, well. I'm recommending a book, Atomic Habits by James Clear. There you go. Atomic Habits. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. And Kaz, what would your music corner be? Uh, I think I'll just do a whole album this time. I'll just do the Stooges Raw Power. Mm. I think it's oh, a very that's good such album. a good album. It's so good. You just listen to the whole thing. And it's a good way to start your year off and just yeah. listen to that. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Wow. Yeah. I, I'm going to go for um, Just a Feeling by Bad Manners kind of terrible very of its time kind of scar stuff and it just makes me smile that's all i like it's bad not particularly good, but it makes you smile yeah buster yeah. blood vessel man so just seems like such a nice guy with such a ridiculous name yeah <laughs> imagine they have some they're, they're like live uh performance recordings are crazy too mm. yeah, yeah. Right. and they, he's from that well they're recording in that era where like it was never really live in the studio but there was no minimum threshold of quality for lip syncing. You could just do what the <laughs> fuck you wanted. And just like yeah. the most ridiculous. Anyway, that's not the point. Thank you very, 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 very much for listening. Um, also, a special shout out to something that I didn't realize for Comment Gold. And this is something that, Kaz, you cleared up for me today. So this one's in far, far retrospect. I, for a long time, didn't know where cable tourism came from. But actually, it was a typo from Upduro who was trying to write cable routing he put that garbage ass cable tourism disqualifies the whole bike <laughs> and then got into clarify and that's a bit of like pink bike lore beautiful lore cable tourism yeah. such a great name such yeah. a great name <laughs> so kudos yeah. for that one thanks guys and we'll catch you next time